Welcome to Words of Life, Love, and Freedom. I'm your host, Paul McKibben. And today's episode is is titled, Ready to Rain. And of course, uh, the titles from my podcast episodes are always uh, in relation to the name or the title of the piece of poetry that I share during uh, the, each episode. So the piece of poetry I'll be sharing today is also called Ready to Rain. And so this piece is really um, about, it's kind of how I was trying to express my gratitude for knowing that the Lord has provided a way for us to not only be saved and set free and delivered from our um, sinful lifestyle and addictions and all the negative things that they hinder us and hold us back and are obstacles in our life. But when we stay surrendered to God and we continue to yield to him and heed what he says, that there's even more benefits uh, to being on God's side instead of being opposed to God and being on the enemy's side. And one of those benefits is even at the end end of time that not only will we reign with God in heaven and with Jesus in heaven, but we will we will reign uh, for all eternity. We will reign. We will actually reign with our our Savior Christ which he is king of all. He's master, creator of the universe. He was the creative agent that God Almighty used to create everything. And by Jesus, all things were created. So I'm going to go ahead and read this before I start explaining too much. And I'm just going to start getting into what I feel the Holy Spirit has prompted me to share today. So this is called Ready to Reign. O God, you are such an awesome and mighty God. You are the lover of my soul. Your blood and your spirit set me free. You allow me to walk into your presence in freedom, and you allow me to be bold. O God, you have called me out of the darkness. You have pulled me from the mire, and you have saved me from my life of pain. As you pick me up and dust me off, and you begin to shape and mold me, you prepare me for battle, and we are ready to reign. You prepare us, dear Lord, and we are ready to reign. Thank you, O God for being patient with us. And when we fail and fall, you are there ready to forgive us over and over again. O God, we are ready to reign. Continue to lead and guide us and show us the way. Dear Lord, you are such a loving and compassionate God. 
and your love, joy, and peace encourage me and brighten my day. My King, we are ready to reign, and we will lean on you and in faith trust in you. O God, let your Spirit continue to lead the way, and we will follow. Your Holy Spirit will see us through. Dear Lord, we are ready to reign. Help me to internalize and always remember the things that I have been taught. O God, I pray that you won't let me forget where I came from. Sharpen my spirit and stand firm on everything for which I have fought. O God, we are ready to reign, and I praise you for all that you have that I have learned. Dear Lord, quicken my spirit and allow me to be able to spiritually discern. My King, you have prepared me. I am battle ready, and I'm ready for war. You, O God, out of your divine protection, love us and care for us. You always make a way of escape when we feel backed in a corner. And when we seek you and ask you, and when we seek you and ask, you will always open for us a door. O God, we are ready to reign. You fill me with your love, joy, and peace. You, dear Lord, have truly opened my eyes, and now I can see. You watch over and protect me. You instill joy and peace in my soul. You have surely set me free and delivered me. I will continue to serve you all of my days. Allow me, Lord God, to always seek your face and search for you and the deep things of your spirit and help me to adhere to all of your ways. So that was Ready to Reign. And so... That was a, a real pressing thing in in my heart that day when I wrote that. I actually wrote that back in August of 2022. Um, and ready to reign is really important to realize because God's not just preparing us just to spend time with him. He's not just preparing us just for us to simply be in his presence for all eternity. He's preparing us to reign with him. And so let me go ahead and get into this scripture. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know that because of the price that Jesus paid for us, when God looks at us, He looks at us as though we're covered in Jesus' blood. 
Because those of us that have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, His blood covers us. So when God looks at us, He sees Jesus' blood on us. It's like He's looking at Jesus. And I'm not trying, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to compare us or our, our goodness to Jesus's goodness. Jesus was perfect and we are flawed humans. We are not perfect. But Jesus's blood covers us. It washes away our sins. So that allows God the Father to see us in a way of being able to view us as being righteous, holy, and pure. Instead of seeing us not being covered in Jesus' blood and seeing us as, as uh, wicked, uh, wicked, uh, wretched sinners. And so that allows us to be able to come boldly before his throne of grace. That's what it says in Hebrews 4.16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So not only can we come before God, and you know, I I believe that when we pray, it's not just us being down here and God being up in some distant place, and we're having this time where we're expressing our prayers, our requests, our concerns. Try to view it like this. When we're praying, because we're made of body, soul, and spirit, our spirit is communing directly with God's spirit. So in the spiritual realm, it's like we're talking to God face to face. And that's an interesting concept because a lot of times when we pray, we pray like, oh, I hope God hears me because I know he's way up there somewhere in heaven. And really, it's not like that because if we could just imagine closing our eyes and picturing God right before us, it's like we're talking to God person to person directly one on one. And so that's what allows us to come boldly to his throne of grace. is being covered in Jesus' blood by being saved, repenting of our sin, accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And that allows us to have that boldness where we can come boldly before God in his very throne room in heaven. And that's an awesome thought if you think about it. So moving on, it says in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are potter. And all we are the work of your hand. So in other words, that's a that's a an Old Testament picture of realizing that God is the one that shapes and molds us. God is the one that makes us into what he wants us to be. 
And God can use the bad and the good in our life to make us into the man of God or the woman of God that he's called us to be. So when you think about how God is the potter and we're the clay, that's that's also an awesome picture of envisioning how we're to be pliable in God's hands, we're to be yielded to God, we're to be surrendered to God. And whether if it's uh, a pleasure or a painful experience, we are to let God shape and mold us, knock off all those rough edges, smooth us out, and make us into something beautiful, a beautiful vessel that he can use for his purposes. So moving on to Psalms 146, verse 10, it says, The Lord shall reign forever, your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. It also says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he shall he also will deny us so this is basically i mean this is pretty self-explanatory god with god our lord is going to reign forever plain and simple he's going to reign forever and what second timothy chapter 2 verse 12 is saying that with us knowing that God's going to reign forever, if we are saved, we if we endure, and what it means by endure is by being saved and knowing where we stand with God. So if we endure, we shall also reign with him. And that's that's facts right there. We're not going to just be in his presence. We're going to reign with God. But if we deny him, which there will be many people that will deny Christ. If we deny him, he will also, he also will deny us. So that's, um, that's really important to know that really he wants He wants us to choose him. He's chosen us, but he's waiting for us to choose him. If we don't choose him, if we reject him, if we deny him, he will also reject and deny us. And we don't want that because if he rejects and denies us, that means eternal separation from God. Instead of being eternally in heaven or eternally in God's presence, wherever that is, we know part of that's going to be in heaven and part's going to be in the, on the new earth after the earth has been reformed or recreated. But um, we also know that um, we also know that um you have to forgive me. I just totally lost my train of thought. But um, anyways, what I was saying was um, 
that we will reign with him. So, um, that's really important to remember. I mean, we uh, not only are going to reign with him, but it also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 3, Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? So we will, ju- we will even judge the very angels. And what they're talking about are when we will collectively, all the believers in Christ... Um, after we've been accepted by God into heaven, we will collectively be judging the fallen angels, the demons and all that. Because, and even, even Lucifer and Satan, um, Satan and his third of the fallen angels, we will take part in the judgment of them being cast into the lake of fire. So that is a pretty awesome thought to realize that we will even take part in that. So know this, there's really a lot of good benefits to being on God's side. We don't wanna be opposed to God We don't want to reject God because if we reject God, he will surely reject us. God wants people to be with him that want to be with him. God wants people with him that are going to love him. That's going to want to serve him and do what he asks us to do. And so that's really important when it comes to the whole scheme of things because God is always asking us to do things for him. And when he's asking us to do things for him, he's doing it because he's trying to reach as many people for the gospel of his kingdom as possible. He wants as many people to be in heaven with him. He wants as many people to be with him as possible. And it's really important that that we do our part, that we don't just have our salvation and be like, well, I got my ticket, but you know, it's, but then you could care less about everybody around you in your community. If we're not sharing God with people, if we're not sharing the the love, joy, and peace of God with people, and telling them about Jesus, you know, that um, there's, a, there's a lot to be said about sin. And don't get me wrong, a lot of people don't view some things as sin. But there is a sin of commission, which is when you actually do something that is wrong. And then there's a sin of omission, when you don't do something you should. And when it says in God's word that we should go out to go out and share with all the world about the gospel of Jesus Christ, to disciple people, to make God known in your community, 
when we are told that we should be doing that and we know that that is our duty as a Christian and we choose not to, I believe that's a sin of omission. That's like indirectly sinning. That's kind of like not doing something you should. And a lot of people don't view that as sin, but I do. That's part of the reason why I felt it was so important for me to get this podcast started because I felt it was really important that there was a lot of people in this world that needed to hear about Jesus Christ. Now, at this time, as far as I know, I don't know if my podcast is in other languages, but I know there's a, a pretty large number of, of countries out in the world that do have some portions of their population that speak English or can understand English, and they're listening to my podcast. But on the other hand, there's other countries that may not have any people to speak English, and I don't think or know if it's being listened to there. I don't think it is. I don't know if they have other translations. If my podcast is being translated, I don't know. I don't know that much about it. I just know I've been doing these podcasts for over a year and a half. These podcast episodes. And uh, I'm just trying to do my best to get the word of Christ out there. Um... And I just uh, feel it's something that I can do to contribute to the community and people that want to hear an encouraging word. You know, God loves each and every one of you out there. He really does. And if you feel like you're not loved by God, it's not because he doesn't love you. It's because there's something going on in your life that is preventing you from realizing and from feeling God's love. For years, I couldn't feel God's love. I couldn't even feel the love of my own family. And I lived with my family. But because of the things that happened to me starting as a child from when I was sexually abused, and then I started getting into these illicit drugs and illegal drugs and drinking and getting drunk and just getting addicted to all sorts of drugs and alcohol... You know, through all that stuff that I was going through, I put a wall of defense up around me. I wouldn't let get I wouldn't let people get too close to me. Um, at times, I could you know be friendly with people and felt like that I was kind of close to some people, but really, in essence, the people that really mattered, like God, and especially my family, the ones that loved me the most. I couldn't even feel the love from them. And it's not because they didn't love me. I know God and I know my family loved me. But because of what I had gone through, the traumatizing events that I had been through and what I put myself through when I got older, I couldn't feel God's love. I couldn't feel the love from my own parents. But when we come to realize that there are people in our life that love us, and when we and if we don't have anybody in our immediate family that loves us know that God loves you and he's the most important one because he is creator and God almighty of the universe 
And if we could just wrap our heads around that the creator of everything, God, the one and only God, he loves us and he wants to spend time with us. And if we could just stop for a moment out of the busyness of our life and realize that no matter what we've been through, no matter how bad it has ever gotten, it could be the worst of anything you've ever heard of, the anything you've ever done, or the anything that's ever happened to you. You could have the worst life or worst history of bad things happen to you ever. But you know that it's not impossible for God to be able to wipe your slate clean, to be able to give you a fresh start and truly love you and let you know that he loves you if you would just let him love you. Because that's all God wants. He wants us to let him love us. And when we try to act all hard and tough for our friends and we act like we don't have any problems and we really got more problems than everybody we know and we act like oh that don't bother me you know I'm I'm Mr. Tough Guy you know and that, that, that ain't nothing that's really what the enemy uses he uses pride to keep us away from God because the pride that the enemy instills in us builds a wall up between us and God. You know that pride was the first sin that was ever done? I'm not talking about by humans. I'm talking about by Satan himself, which back then he was Lucifer when he was in heaven. He was prideful. He became prideful and wanted to exalt his throne above God and above the the stars and the heavens. And I can't remember exactly how I worded it verbatim, but, you know, pride was the initial sin that got Lucifer, which is now Satan, kicked out of heaven. So Satan loves to use pride in our life. He can instill pride in us and we can let it swell us up and let our heads get all big and everything. And and we can become prideful and that will drive a wedge between us and God. So if we, if we even have any idea that we are becoming prideful in a negative, negative way... We need to repent of that. Don't let that stand between you and God. God has big plans for each and every one of you out there. Everyone that is listening to this podcast know that God loves you. God has plans for you. And God wants you to spend eternity with him. Plain and simple. And so it's really important to know that because sometimes we have to get over ourselves and the things that are in our life that hinder us from letting God get close to us. We a lot of times have so much junk in our life, it kind of builds a barrier between us and God. And we don't want that. We need to 
break that barrier down and let God in so he can start working in our life, making our hearts soft and pliable so we'll have a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone. See, when we act all prideful and act like Mr. Tough Guy and we got all these problems in our life and we're weighted down by the sins of our past, we have a lot of shame and regrets sometimes. And those types of things weighed us down. Those types of things cause pride and that will cause us to be separated from God. That can put a wall or a wedge between us and God and we don't want that. So keep in mind, folks, be open-minded. If you feel the Holy Spirit moving or if you start having an emotional moment when somebody is speaking about God to you, be open to it. It's not bad to get emotional. It's not bad for a man to cry. I've cried many times in my life because I was emotional, because I knew I had done wrong. That was what God used to bring me to repentance so I would get right with him. It's all part of God's plan. He uses that kind of stuff to benefit everybody. And sometimes we can't see the benefits, but in the long run, God does, and that's what matters, because he knows everything. So praise God. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Um, I'm going to just say a quick prayer real quick. For, For anyone out there that might not be saved, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior... I'm going to say a prayer right now and just repeat after me and you can accept Jesus right now as your Lord and Savior. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today, Lord, and I admit and I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've sinned and I've done wrong and I'm repenting right now of my sin. Please forgive me of all my sins, Lord God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose on the third day. Come into my heart right now, Lord God. Allow your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, to come and dwell in me. I welcome you into my life, Lord God. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, praise God. Welcome to the family of God. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. Uh, there's there's many listeners out there. If you're new to this podcast, uh, keep in mind that if you tap the follow button, you'll have access to the entire library of all the episodes I've done. Now, I'm already into the second season, so I've been doing this for over a year and a half now. So... Um, Just tap the follow button if you would like to follow my podcast and have access to all the episodes that I've done. If you tap the bell symbol, the bell symbol will allow you to get notifications. So every time a new episode comes out, you will be notified and you will know that there's a new one on the the schedule to be listened to. So praise God. Y'all have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, peace. Praise God. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.